This podcast episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? That can be anything from depression, anxiety, relationship challenges, challenges at school, with your parents. BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can even start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life. Visit trybetterhelp.com forward slash Fireflies Unite. Again, that's trybetterhelp.com forward slash Fireflies Unite and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offers for Fireflies Unite listeners and get 10% off of your first month at trybetterhelp.com forward slash Fireflies Unite. Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with a mental health condition and to normalize the mental health conversation. Y'all, the podcast, we had a little spike, so shout out to the new listeners. I see y'all checking us out. If you have any ideas for what you would like to hear on the podcast, if you know someone who would be a great fit for a guest, if you think you'll be a great guest, if you have topics that you believe will be beneficial, send them over. I have a new email. It's info at fireflyunite.com. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O at fireflyunite.com. I am super excited, of course, to be back with another episode. And I want to remind you about the rap training. Y'all, don't play a sister out. I look forward to seeing y'all in class. And I put class in air quotes because it's online. The Wellness Recovery Action Plan, better known as RAP, is a self-designed prevention and wellness training that anyone can use to get well, stay well, and create the life they desire. It's evidence-based. So basically what that means is it's been tried over and over and studied over and over, and it has been proven to be a success and a great resource. It was initially used by people in the healthcare and mental health systems all over the world for all kinds of physical, mental health, and life issues. But now people in all types of circumstances now use this as a resource. So I'm offering it. It was a complete game changer for my life. And so I really want to help you. You can discover ways to create hope, support, and advocate for yourself. You will be able to discover your own simple and safe wellness tools, gain clarity on your values and your belief, develop a list of things to do every day to stay well, identify upsetting settings, early warning signs, and signs that things have gotten worse, and develop action plans for responding to those events. You will create a crisis plan 
in a post-crisis plan. So I look forward to seeing y'all in class. For this week's episode, we are going to talk about characteristics of healthy relationships. So when I was in the um, partial hospitalization program, and it's it's called different things depending on where you are in the state of Maryland, it is... It varies, I believe. It's a six to seven, eight-hour day where you're in um, intensive therapy. So that's group therapy and individual therapy, and you're seeing a psychiatrist every day, and you're assigned a nurse as well as a social worker. So one of the things that we talked about are characteristics of healthy relationships. And so I, I think it's really important because a lot of times relationships, they end for a variety of reasons. But in some cases, it's because some of us, we can't communicate our needs. We don't really know what our needs are. We're projecting our trauma and our own stuff onto other people. And we don't really understand what are some characteristics of healthy relationships. The communication should be open and spontaneous and including listening. So being able to talk about whatever you need to talk about within just simply being clear about what your what your needs are. It's also important to consider that boundaries are to be clear and explicit, and there's still some room for some flexibility. There's also, you know, individuality, freedom, and a person's identity is enhanced. So especially for romantic relationships, if you're in a relationship with someone and you find that you're losing yourself and you're not keeping your individuality and your identity is becoming or mushed in with the with your partner, that is a huge problem. Another thing is that self-confidence and security in your own worth. So it's very, very important that when you think about relationships overall, are you are you do you lack self-confidence and are you secure in yourself? Because if you lack self-confidence and if you lack security in your own worth, then the issue that brings is that you sometimes what ends up happening is that we look to people to make us feel secure, fill voids, because it's coming from a place that may be rooted in childhood trauma or things that experiences that you may that you may have had that you have not yet to process. So if you are in a relationship, whether that is a relationship, you know, a friend or a romantic relationship, it is extremely important that you are confident and you are secure in your own worth. Another thing I often talk about this on the podcast is having trust. So what does trust look like? Can you trust someone to show up for you when they say they're going to show up? Do they say if you're maybe dating somebody or getting to know someone, do they do the things that they say they will do? Do they call you back when they say they're going to call you back? Do they show up for dates on time? Like these are really key things to think about because if someone, if you can't even trust somebody with their word, how can you, how can you trust them to have a relationship with them? And that's trust across all boards. And that's something that I continue to work on to really think about can I trust people to do what they say they're going to do? And I, like I said, I always talk about, I don't necessarily mean trust you not to tell my secrets because at this point, I don't even feel like I have any secrets because I'm pretty open and transparent 
if I don't share something, and maybe because I'm still working through it, I don't necessarily deal with guilt and shame be- for fear of what other people will think about me. Somebody actually, <laughs> somebody actually um, sent me a message on social media and was like, "How are you?" Basically asking me, "How are you so brave? How can you share everything um, on social media and on your podcast?" And I said. Because I really don't give a damn what people think about me. <laughs> and that takes time to get there. But that's only because I've been in therapy for almost five years. Now, I do care to an extent what people think about me. Like, say if, you know, someone, a family member or a friend or someone I'm dating, they come to me and they tell me that something that I did impacted them in a way. And um, it wasn't my intention to hurt them or upset them or whatever. Then, yeah. I definitely care about about that, like relationships that have substance and people who I value, people who I trust. If they tell me something, yeah, I'll do something to um, hear them out. And after I hear them out, I'll work on um, changing, work on changing the behavior. So that's different. But I mean, like overall feeling like what would people think about me? The last time I thought about what someone will think about me is when I had my surgery. So if you all don't know. I had um, about 80% of my stomach removed and it was sleeved. Um, The sleeve is basically a weight loss procedure. And I used to think about like, well, what are people going to think about me? They're going to say I took the easy way out. Yada, 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 all this stuff. When in reality, that's actually not the case. The easy way out is is the furthest thing from the truth. But if I place so much value in what people think about me, then what does that say about me? Another thing to think about in healthy relationships is personal growth, change, and exploration is encouraged. I remember this was a, a friendship, and it was really hard to let this friendship transition or kind of like phase out because the um, this this friend was not really open to personal growth or taking responsibility for um, some of their actions, and it wasn't really it wasn't really encouraged because the blame was often placed on me for certain things. So. It's important to just think that, you know, mistakes when it, personal growth, change, exploration can, it should certainly be encouraged, but mistakes are accepted and learned from. So that's not, to, again, that's not to say that just because you set the boundaries, but you set boundaries, of course, within reason. Boundaries should be realistic and they should also be clearly defined and communicated. It's also important to be assertive and express your feelings and your needs. Because a lot of times I often talk about how one of the things that my therapist helped me with is sometimes having having expectations that are not that are not always unrealistic, but they're not clearly defined and communicated. So that is something to definitely consider. One of the I want to say biggest ones, but one of the characteristics that's really important is that the person that you're in a, a relationship, friendship with, whatever this relationship is. They do not attempt a fix it or control the other person. I've been in a, I had a friendship like that and it didn't work out. And these are things that I had to process and work through therapy because if you are, if you are the person or if the other person is the person that's always trying to fix everything or control everything, that's not building any relationship on a strong foundation because what would end up happening is the person may end up being very resentful. Another characteristic to think about is there should be a openness to constructive feedback. And yes, cru- and yes, constructive criticism 
is exceptionally hard or can be exceptionally hard to take. But that's the only way to grow and to have a stronger relationship. And that's something that I continue to work on is to not just only communicate, but just being open to constructive uh, feedback, because I know that I won't grow. And if I or if I don't bring something to a friendship or relationship to let the other person know about things, then they won't grow. It's almost like we're it's almost like we're plants. So if we're not growing, then we're doing what? We're dying, right? So it's extremely important. And I don't necessarily mean that in a, a physical sense, but more so like being, you know, a, met- a metaphorical sense. And that if we're not taking the time to have these conversations and to grow as individuals, that means you're staying in the same place and you're never, then you're not developing. I don't know about you, but as I've been doing a lot of hard work on myself, it sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes I get peed off. But you know what? I know that it's the only way to live out my God-given purpose, to be the best version of my possible self, and to constantly be improving. And I would say, which is one of the important characteristics of a healthy relationship, is taking responsibility for your own behaviors and happiness and not blaming others. Oh my gosh. How many of us sometimes blame our behaviors and happiness on other people. Let me tell you, I have actually been on the receiving end of that. I actually had someone tell me that they were in therapy because of me. I remember when I told my therapist that if y'all would have sort of look on my therapist's face, <laughs> I'm just thinking about my therapist's face. It was actually, the facial expression was actually pretty funny. But the reason being is because, yes, a lot of times we may be in therapy because we're having we're having a challenging time how to navigate and deal with certain relationships. And that can be true. But the thing is, what therapy is going to do is that your therapist will walk you through not only the other person's behaviors and how it's impacting you, but to look at your own behaviors and how it's impacting the relationship. And so if another person is not taking responsibility for their own behaviors and happiness, or if you're not taking responsibility for your own behaviors and happiness and blaming others, the relationship will not last. It will truly fail. So those are just some characteristics of healthy relationships that I wanted to bring up because it's important when we think about getting our needs met and what healthy relationship looks looks like. I also want to think for us to think about relationships and I'm going to give us some homework. And this is some work that I actually did So I want you to list three personal traits you like in others. I did more than three personal traits. So personal traits that I like in other people is that they're reliable and they're loyal. They have a sense of humor. They're open-minded. They have respect and integrity. And think about three personal traits you dislike in others. I put unreliable. Um, Don't take personal responsibility. Lying and being dismissive. Of course, I'm a little bit of an overachiever, so I list more than three. (laughs) But just for the sake of this exercise, I want you to think about three personal traits you dislike in others. And again, think about three personal traits you like in others. Name three positive qualities you bring or could bring to a healthy relationship. Um, I wrote down listening non-judgmentally, being reliable, and having a sense of humor. Name three personal accomplishments or achievements you enjoy sharing with someone. I put having a successful business, weight loss, being consistent with weight loss, and um, 
being consistent with having a well-balanced diet. Another one, I put publishing a book. And I also want you to identify any self-defeating behaviors you see in yourself. So I put internalizing because I definitely internalize a lot. And I struggle occasionally with avoidance. It used to be really, really bad. Like I used to avoid, I used to run things like from things like a plague. That's actually a very unhealthy coping skill. But I don't really do it as much. It, it kind of pops up once in a blue moon. But those are two uh, two things that I thought about. And also I want you to think about name people you like from different backgrounds other than your own. So I put Benet Brown and Katie Morton. Uh, Benet Brown is a researcher and she does so many things around being brave and building trust. If you don't know who she is, Google her. And also Katie Morton, she has a dope YouTube channel. When I was initially diagnosed with major depressive disorder, um, I watched a lot of her videos like five, six years ago, and I found them to be very beneficial. And also the last thing that I want to ask you is how do you nurture love and friendship? So for me, I let people know I value and appreciate them by saying it to them and are doing things for them, such as treating them to a movie, dinner, writing a note, or by buying a gift. So for you, think about that. How do you nurture love and relationship? These are things that I would encourage you to write down in a journal or write down in your phone. But of course, if you're listening to the podcast driving, of course, I would not recommend that. So let's bring in the fireflies. Let's get into this self-care segment. So another thing that I briefly want to talk about is interacting and coping with difficult people. So can you think of someone in your life who has been especially difficult? So they're aggressive, they're controlling, they're manipulative, they're demanding, they're critical. Um, I actually can think of someone. And what happens to you when you're around this person? So for me, I don't feel heard or validated. I feel like I'm being judged and I feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not sure who that is or who those people are and what that is for you. But I want you to think about people who can be demanding, manipulative, controlling, aggressive or critical or demanding. How does that make you feel and what happens to you when you're around the person? And what have you done in the past to cope with the person or the people who are like that? For me, I have shut down and I've avoided the person. These are possible new strategies that you can incorporate to help you with dealing with difficult people. Learn to set boundaries, say no, practice assertiveness, limit amount of contact with the person or those people, choose your battles, detach with love, acceptance of reality, and taking care of yourself. Again, learn to set boundaries, say no, practice assertiveness, limit amount of contact with the person or those people, choose your battles, detach with love, acceptance of reality and taking control. So for this week's therapist shout out, we are shouting out Journey to Healing Therapy and the owner and founder of this private practice is Brittany Brunson and she's a licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about helping others find healing, overcome their challenges and become aware of their own strength. She has experience in providing individual family and group therapy to a diverse population of clients who face a wide range of issues, including depression, anxiety, parenting, life transition, trauma, infertility, grief and loss, behavioral issues, and self-harm. So I want to encourage you to check out Brittany Brunson. She's located in Studio City, California. 
So feel free to check her out and let her know that Kia of the Fireflies Unite podcast sent you over. So that wraps up this week's episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am trying. I am listening to y'all. I told you I'm taking that feedback in and doing my best to make the episode shorter. Um, sometimes it gets a little hard with the with when I'm interviewing people because sometimes the conversation gets so good. But I am working on it. So definitely keeping the episodes under an hour. So you all have a blessed week. I want to remind you about registering for rap. Hope to see you in class. You have a blessed week and I'll talk to you next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health. But please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.